Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Borderlands. The Borderlands, also released as Final Prayer, is a 2013 British found footage horror film written and directed by Elliot Goldner. It follows a team of Vatican investigators who descend upon a church in a remote area to demystify the unusual happenings. But what they discover is more disturbing than they'd first imagined. Two things that I just want to address straight off the bat, based on the introduction to this podcast alone. Mm -hmm. One, I hate it when a movie has a name that is a good name, and they replace it with a significantly shitter name. Yeah. The Borderlands is mysterious. What's it about? It's kind of weird. Mm, it's set mm. in a town that's far away. Final Prayer, that has nothing to do with the plot of the film whatsoever. Right. Like, yes, there's a religious sort of over... But it's not really... It's not a Final Prayer. It's about an investigation in the Borderlands. It's yeah, the, yeah. Anyway, that's point one. That's point one. Okay. Tommy's coming in hot. I'm coming in. It. I'm coming in red hot. So this podcast, every episode, opens with you explaining to the listeners mm-hmm. the premise of the show. Yep. Yep. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Yep. Yep. Three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. Mm-hmm. Damo, I think you need to change the intro because... I think you're right. I think there's a cunt amongst us. <laughs> <laughs> I, sorry, sorry. No, no. I take that back, Sean. I take that back. That is that is a fiery language. But there is a very confident boy who, when he finished, I'm getting ahead of the premise of the show, but yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't. No, not. no. It needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. Dear listeners, when Sean Carney finished watching The Borderlands, so we watched it separately. Damon and I watched it. We both had a little interaction, mm-hmm. being like, "It's cooked." Mm. Sean finished watching the movie, and at oh, about midnight last night, we get a notification in our group chat that he has changed his own nickname to Brave Boy. Sean Carney, what the <laughs> fuck are you on about there, champ? <laughs> it's funny because um, the nicknames don't... Like, your nicknames come up when you guys right. put a message in. But I'd, like, I I couldn't even remember what my one was. So, when going in to change it, it was, I think, like 30 seconds of courage. 30 seconds of courage, like Carney, is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now it's Brave Boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, what can I say, lads? I'm brave now. All right. Well, hello and welcome to Skeddy Boys, a podcast where two cowardly friends and one cunt discusses horror movies. I woke up to that because I already gone to bed like a good boy. And it took me a second to, because Tom, you had written something like, what the fuck or something like that. No, no, I wrote, fuck off. That's it. Fuck off. Yeah. Well said. Beautifully said. And then it took me a second to be like, what the hell is Tom talking about? And then finally, because it's in like the lighter text, it's smaller. Yeah. And I saw Sean Carney changed his nickname to Brave Boy. Yeah. And I'm like, this lad, the balls on this boy. I, I think it will be short-lived. I fucking hope so. <laughs> but I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, recent things we've watched. Yeah. Um, as it is the year of fear, we're challenging ourselves. We've been picking, you know, films that we've been putting off. We've been terrified of and that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And yeah, they haven't really landed with them. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess this, this is the thing with the Year of Fear. Some of the choices you're like, oh, it's been on my radar. It's apparently it's got some spooks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously like, it's hard to know for us going in because the whole point is that we haven't seen these movies, whether it's going to be terrifying. Obviously, we've, we've chosen some that I've generally loved, which has been a real pleasure. For this one... So what were your expectations coming in then, Sean? Like, this was a Sean Carney choice, no less. Yes. What, what, what were your expectations with this, and what was your sort of history of choosing this film? Uh, okay. It's it's pretty simple, this one. So I we were talking about what scares us the most and that sort of thing, mm. and I think we sort of came to the conclusion that with me, it seems to have been claustrophobic settings and, and caves and that sort of thing. Yes. So yeah. I put a call out on Twitter for films that, you know, weren't As Above, So Below or The Descent, which we've already watched. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of people, I think, were like the Borderlands. Right. And then I remembered, I think Jackson Bailey had mentioned it to us in the past. Mm, and, yeah. Because it was on my watch list. I went mm. into Letterboxd and I was like, oh, damn, it's already on the watch list. Mm. And it has a very really cooked poster mm. that's just like this unpleasant, you know, a building that shouldn't look like that. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's cooked. But yeah, I think mainly I'd heard about it from the claustrophobic sort of vibe and the yeah. fact that I, I was aware that at some point in the film, people were going to go underground. Right. And so, yeah, that's obviously, yeah, that does scare me. Mm. So, yeah. I, I approached it with like, fuck, what am I in for? And I know that Tom had a strong reaction to it yeah. where he was like, oh, fucked, the end fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, here we go, here we go. And it just did not get me there. Yeah, yeah, okay. At all. Yeah. Did you enjoy it or? No, no I didn't. Sorry. Man. I'm really sorry. <laughs> this is a well-received film in some circles. Like People have been like, oh, yeah, really cool. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, quite, I quite enjoy nah. it. I, th- I think it's, it's, no. it's well-made. It's spooky. Mm. Yeah. I, it's not I can understand. Oh, sorry, sorry. All right, you brave fucking. No, no, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. boy. No, no, because I know that I know that it is in 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 a general sense. It, it has freaked a lot of people out. Sorry, but Sean, I shouldn't I speak it, for everybody. I know exactly why it didn't get you there. I think. Yeah, I, I can tell you why, but I'm curious to know. It's it's simple. I think we've been we've been friends long enough. We've been doing this podcast for a long time. I think you didn't care about anybody in this movie. Bang. And I think in particular you hated the sound tech guy so much that it, you were happy <laughs> to talking see. about John Oliver? Yes, right? We couldn't afford John Oliver, but here's a guy who sounds exactly like him but looks nothing like him at all. John Oliver's cousin. Um, no, I mean I didn't hate him. Because I think you get from him exactly what they intended, which yeah, is at the start, yeah. he's he's fucking annoying. But then, yeah, he grows on you. The only redeeming quality of this film for me personally mm. is the relationship that those two sort of develop yeah, over the yeah. the short run time. I thought that might have got mm. you there. I thought mm. that might have got I, you there because he's he he's a Deacon is a really interesting mm. character. Deacon, like, Deacon's a bit of a dreamboat. <laughs> oh, hello. I, I just think I mean he's a bit of a yeah he's a bit of the dad bod sort of. Yeah, um, yeah. You can get behind that fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he can get behind me, whichever way. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he, he, to me, is the probably the only one in here that's like a legitimately, I think, 
decent actor. I think he's quite yeah, good. Yeah. And he has the best bits, but even some of his bits are a bit shit. I think the very nature of the film mm. doesn't really it does a disservice to the actors in it, I think. Right. It's it's a little bit it's almost they go for too much natural dialogue at times where it's like, ah, it's actually you've gone over the edge of it, I think. Okay. We can talk more about cameras and placement and that sort of thing because that does my fucking head in, particularly in this movie. This might be the most bizarre found footage we have seen in that it just has no answer for why was this found footage yeah do you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. how was this footage found because those cameras boys were sucked up the devil's anus at the end (laughs) where'd where'd that footage come from yeah look we're not we're not sending back to a transmitter we're recording yep he puts a transmitter down though when they go into the cave he puts a transmitter down and he actually says it's so we can find our way back we can use the transmitter to get out so he actually puts a thing down. Is that actually collecting footage, though? I thought that was just I like believe it is, and I believe the video actually belongs to the Vatican. Oh, <laughs> right. Because there's, there's that bit at the very start of the, the film. Church, the church boys have arrived. Well, yeah. I think I think there's a... I, I find it, sorry, I find it so funny that the Vatican would even get involved in this little... Yeah, yeah. Is it Father Kreswick or Krellick or whatever his name Krellick, is? Krellick, yeah. Yeah. It's not even that amazing of like a <laughs> potential miracle or whatever. It's just like yeah, a couple yeah. of a couple of things moved on the on the altar there, right. and they like yeah, they send yeah. the Vatican. For well, that. here's the <laughs> thing, Sean. They send the Vatican's two biggest. They send a shit kicker of the Vatican. Yeah, and really, I always get the vibe watching it that what they've what they've actually done is they want to get rid of right. Deacon. Because he fucked up yep. massively yep. in Brazil. Ah, uh, uh, so in, are they sending him to a shit job? I, I think they're sending him to a job right. for him to fail. Yep. Hey, fair enough. I, they, they've hired the tech guy to spy on him to make sure he's not... Dri- I, I think okay, they want but him what's, gone. what's a failure? To the Vatican, what is a failure? Well, Because they seem quite intent on going there and disproving a miracle. Which I always find quite interesting too, because shouldn't they be all about that? Shouldn't the Vatican get really <laughs> horny if they're like, oh, it's the presence of God actually in this building? Ah, Sean, again, this is this is where we've come from. from ple- and I, I want to get Damon's perspective mm-hmm. in a second, but I love the idea that there's that scene where they're having that argument where Deacon's like, something weird is happening here. Yeah. And the, the realtor general, who's supposed to be yeah. the, the, the head honcho of their little investigation, yeah. is just like, I believe in God, but I don't believe in bullshit like this. Like he was fascinating, Tom. Yeah, because he he Great he was very big on science. Yeah. yeah, he's like the science of it, which is so crazy to me because I, when I think of like the Vatican and I think of the Church, I always think of like a man of faith mm. versus a man of science. Jack in Lost versus John Locke. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. The Doctor versus the believer. Mm. Like so, for me to hear that from the religious guy, I was kind of like, what do you actually like? What do you want? You want to come know. here and be like this? Miracle holy thing didn't happen. Yes. Because they're certainly not approaching it from like some stuff moved, it's the fucking devil. Mm. They're never like that no, until no. things are well past the point where it's like, oh, we're fine. Yeah, well, no, yeah. see, I, I think I think it's just literally they are old mate from the exorcist, a man of faith who believes in reason. Yeah. Until he is presented with nothing left. And I I always I'm interested and I find movies and stories interesting where there's like a faith element and someone's fallen from faith or like is questioning. And oh, yeah, I love just, it too. Just the idea yeah. that, that Deacon, it's a really beautiful, it's kind of mentioned a bit later mm. when he's setting up his bedside table and you just see him put all these little things out there, nothing Catholic, he doesn't wear a, a collar. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed the characters, um, but I can understand why someone wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, Damo. My, my take on it was, so yeah, I really liked that the one that least believes is the greatest believer. I found that really intriguing like he's almost having to convince them and i thought that's a great twist but i also agree i think i think what i like about deacon's character is that he wants to believe he really wants to believe a lot 
but he also needs a lot of proof to believe. So that's why he's willing to look even into other religions. He needs a greater power. He needs something that is driving his life. He's obviously experienced some pretty fucked up shit. And so like, I kind of like this guy. Yes, he really, really, really wants to believe. He really does. But he also doesn't want to be fooled by some dickhead with some strings. He wants the real deal. He wants it so bad. He's going to search Mm. for it to the point there is no other option. So to me, it worked. I think it made it a more compelling character, not a less compelling character. Because believing is not enough. So yeah, it does. uh, Honestly, it's got shades of John Dempsey played by Ted Danson in Loch Ness. (laughs) It does, Sean. It really does. No, I didn't hate Deacon. I I like that character. And I, 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 like, you know, early on, Gray's an annoying fuck. But then you you quite like him. And he's just a terrified man by the end. So it is relatable. In that, I don't really have a problem with those two characters. Mm. I think the priest is horrendous. Like, that's just... Acrylic? He's not served by the script, really, but also the performance isn't that strong either. It's sure, um, sure. very shaky there. <laughs> I, I just had to think. I get why the Vatican want them to record everything. Mm. Like, that's fine. Set up cameras in the church. You can wear them on your on your headset, all of that. For what purpose does the Vatican need to have them set up cameras in the house that they're staying? For Deacon. What, so they're, they're, he's buying on Deacon. I didn't. I don't buy that at all. Well, you might not buy it, but that's that's the movie literally tells you that's why they're doing it. There's that sequence where Gray's on the phone and smoking, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah I've set him up. No, he's not drinking a lot." Like the the Vatican clearly are suspicious of him no, because of what happened yeah. in that other place. And then even then, Gray even lies because he goes, "Oh, women, right?" Yeah. To to Deacon in the first scene, I think where they're together. Yeah. 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 No, fair call. Okay, no, I retract. That's that's solid. Yeah. It just <laughs> that actually annoyed me watching it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't give a f- why does anyone give a fuck about you know him walking around in the kitchen and his jocks? Like Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I, I think like for me it's like obviously this is like low, low budget found footage. Yeah. Um it's a genre I think can be done really well. But I think it's also a genre where you need to kind of change your expectations a little bit. Like we were actually just just chatting the other night about the budget that Blair Witch actually had, which was a lot higher than you might think for what was one of the original found footages. Yep, yep. And so you're like, okay, they managed to pull some shit off because they actually did have this extreme budget behind it. And it it lulls other amateur filmmakers into this sense, this false sense of security of like, shit, well, I can do what they did. But of course, like things like sound and cinematography and all these things where you need to pay big money to get big skills to do it right. Like found footage, I think, is one where it's like it needs to look purposefully shit, masterfully shit. Which is hard to, to do. Shit, yeah. Which is you need to be an actual master to pull it off really, really well in terms of you know exactly what normally we should do. And we're going to purposely do the seemingly do the opposite while actually still providing incredible sound and incredible footage in just the right way that mm-hmm. it feels it feels like it's shit, but it's still showing in here and you're still hearing everything you need to see in here. So like to me, I'm like, okay, we're coming in with this sort of idea of it's not as easy as it looks like. I'm personally willing to give a bit more ground to less experienced filmmakers who are trying to try to do it because I think fucking good on them. We need like, this is how you learn as a filmmaker. I'm such a big advocate for just making stuff and putting it out there because for all of us on this creative journey, that's what you just need to do at some point. So Personally, for me, I'm like, yep, the acting for sure. There were there were weak points at times, yep. but I'm willing to sort of go, yep, acknowledge and then forget, and then just try to get caught up in it 
regardless. Yeah. I, I want to put this out there. I have enormous respect for anyone who makes movies, mm. even though sometimes I'm ragging on the movie and it sounds yeah. like I don't. Yeah, good it's, call. If it was fucking easy, we'd be out there doing it because like, yeah. we love movies. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's so fucking hard to make a movie. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I really I respect them having a crack and trying to... I don't know if they went for anything particularly different. There's nothing really here that hang we on, really... Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sure. <laughs> what? Are you, are you being deliberately facetious? No, not at all. Name me another movie that we've seen where they get swallowed by the earth. I, Tom, I'm going to be honest, and this is pro- perhaps why it didn't scare me, because for a horror film, it actually makes no effort to be a horror film until there's less than 10 minutes left in the runtime. What are you talking about? There's no. heaps of spooky shit the whole way through. It does not commit. It's such a... Like, for a film that is, like, very sub-90 minutes, there's just not enough even happening. Again, budget constraints, mate. I don't care. Budget doesn't matter. Yeah. You can still make an interesting story. Yeah, but like, I think they did. I think they did. There's yeah. there's creepy voices. There's weird warping on the Mine. cameras. There's the fact that yeah. no one in the town wants to talk to them. Yeah. There's so many weird, creepy little moments of just, you know, unease, the the mm. the, the sounds that they keep hearing, the, the the baby cry. It's what I like is they give them little things that happen, which they can then debunk and they do. And then they give them another thing and they debunk. And then they give them another. And yeah. after a while, there are so many things that they can no longer disprove them. Mm-hmm. I, I actually, I actually kind of like the logic and the way the scares kind of flow that way. And then, then you get to the beat of the film where this awful noise is coming from that stairwell, and when they finally call Calvino out, and then you get the scene where they finally go down down into the, yeah. the catacombs, and you're like, no one is coming out of there alive. Yeah. And what I found interesting was that it does. All the spook. It's there, there are some sort of cliche, classicy sort mm. of spooky moments, but for me, that ending is one of the ballsiest, most in in for me, for me, mm. interesting ends to a horror movie where it's just what if you are thinking you're there's a monster and you, you, there's a god under here and you're gonna find this god and oh my god, it's 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 just so even the way the altar, what they think is an altar, isn't an altar. It's just a map. Mm. It's just a labyrinth with a thing in the bottom of it, and they willingly go into like that sequence is so upsetting. Yeah, because <laughs> then because then you think about your what if you went down there right, and that's how you died. Mm. You are stuck in a tiny tube that is dissolving you alive. Yeah, and not quickly. <laughs> no, horrifically, horrifically. Sean, this podcast has changed you, mate. <laughs> I don't know if it has, but like I, I'm, I am as. I'm as baffled as you guys are because yeah. I'm a, I'm claustrophobic. Mm. So and like we've watched as above so below, we've watched the yeah. descent. Yeah. They have lingered with me. Like I found them horrifying. Um, I hate the idea of this. And yet when they went down those stairs down into the darkness, that should have fucked me up mm. massively. Mm. And it did nothing. I felt nothing. Right. And that's bizarre. Yeah. And I, I can't even really put my finger on it. I I'm if I had to guess, I would say it's because everything that came before it did nothing that engaged me personally. And so by that point, I was just like, for me, sometimes a film in my mind doesn't deserve to get a scare out of me because I'm like, (laughs) you haven't done the groundwork. Through sheer stubbornness, I will refuse you my fear. I wonder if that's what it is because it just, it didn't. It's very on brand. It's very on brand. That's what I love about (laughs) it. Maybe that's what it is. But like, I just, I don't, I never thought that that would be the case. I thought a scary thing will scare me because I'm a scaredy boy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I joke about the brave boy thing and all that. I'm not a brave boy. I I know in my heart, I'm a fucking pissy's pants. Coward, um, but yeah, for whatever reason, this movie yeah. did nothing for me whatsoever, yeah, and that yeah. that shocked me because I have been afraid. To- 
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Right. Well, I think as, as happens so regularly on this podcast, I sit somewhere between the two of you. Yeah. Where I, it de- I, I kind of help but agree with Tom. I think this definitely did some interesting things, not in terms of the filmmaking, but in terms of story. I think, yeah, I think it brought some things to the table that I haven't seen before, namely that final shot of them crawling into what we can only assume is like the esophagus or maybe the butthole of this giant god monster that exists under this old church. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I didn't see it coming. Uh, those final 10 minutes are fantastic, I thought. I also needed it a hell of a lot earlier. I needed them to go underground a hell of a lot earlier, I should say. And so here's here's my thinking in terms of like, there were some spooky things, like things falling from the wall, the sounds, the glitches, really good. Cheap. I I don't mind the glitches, personally. I I think they're effective at the start, but then we need to upgrade what we're going to do in terms of scares. So for example, there's this radio play series, podcast series I've I've talked about a few times called The Lovecraft Investigations. Brilliant, yeah. And they're all audio. And obviously- this is low budget in terms of we're not filming anything. We're just creating a, a soundscape, a visual soundscape. And they are horrified. Like Holly and I have listened to them in the car. So not even just headphones. We've literally just had it on a speaker in the car. We're driving. You can see things passing by. And she's like, can we, can we actually have a break? Because it's too scary sort of thing. And so I think being more uh, imaginative in how you're going to play with sound, how you're going to play with the few sort of tricky visuals, where for me it felt like they were kind of repeating the beat a few times of like, yep, I like the glitches. Like I said, I don't mind them. I think I'm curious to know why glitches are scary for us, but I did find myself being like, oh, I don't like that. That's unsettling. But then it kind of happened again. And like, for example, the the moment I realized, oh, this is a slow burner rather than the hotter burn that I was kind of wanting was creepy Jesus statue on the wall of the church. I mean, I don't know if it was meant to be creepy Jesus. Jesus is inherently a bit creepy. It's a man getting crucified. Hey, let's ball. let's be real. It's just to step away and not to get too into it, yeah. but it is real fucked that that is the biggest symbol of the church is of a man dying, getting literally crucified, like it's, yeah, getting nailed to. It's like, oh yeah, this is the symbol of our God. Your God's God is <laughs> right. You want horror? Look to Catholicism because they're full of it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. There's, a, there's some gods out there whose symbols, like the Buddha, his symbol is a fat happy <laughs> He's guy. Chuffed. He's so good. Rub yeah. that belly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, but I kind of was waiting for something to happen. Like, and it shouldn't, like I was kind of waiting for the head to turn or something like that, right? Which it shouldn't yeah. have, because that's not the horror we saw here. But there was a scene where I was like, oh, that's kind of good. And then I thought, no, that's fucking dumb but at the end of it, where he sees the gravestone and it briefly changes oh, to his name. Yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah, There is no logic no. there. That is just like, that's a reach and they've popped it in. And before you know the answer, you're like, oh, that's, I was like, oh, that's a bit creepy. And I'm like, now, hold on, Cthulhu Monster Underground or whatever the fuck it's meant to be can't have altered a gravestone. Mm-hmm. It's not magic. Like, so as soon as I realized that, I'm like, oh, okay, that that loses a little bit for yeah. me. So, like, I, I thought they, they did okay, but I definitely thought they could have elevated it more as well. And then, the, But then that final scene, Underground, did work for me, I think, 
big points for that. I I agree with Tom. I was astounded by what we what I had to watch. Watching that sphincter close behind mm. them, terrible. Just a terrible time yeah. for me. It's the minute the guy's like, oh, uh, we, we're going to need to back. I'm like, oh, you can't go right. backwards. The sphincter's closed, Whatever's about to happen, you can't go backwards, and now you're stuck. And then This is when- a one-way journey through the sphincter. And, and what's what's fucked that I that scares is scary is that Deacon turns around, so he, he doesn't even see the bit close at the end. He just doesn't think they can Say fit. sphincter, Tom. I want you to say sphincter. Boys, I'm scared of the yeah. sphincter. <laughs> So Thank you. Be. I've seen the sphincter of God and I fucking hate it. <laughs> uh, my favourite review that I saw for this movie on Letterboxd just said, it can't play on our imagination because it has none of its own. Ooh. And I kind of take that away from the movie too. Well, like I think that I think Imagine comes through in the story. I don't think they... Yeah, I love the idea of this thing being underground. And obviously they didn't have the budget to sort of show it to any degree, but like I'm kind of... Oh, you can get there earlier. Well, that's like, the thing. I think, yeah. I, I would even get rid of the fact that they're staying in the apartment. Stay at the church. Right. Just stay at the just church. Just be there, be closer to the action. Weird shit, more scary stuff yeah. can happen. Because it's like you said, Damo, there isn't really a progression. It's kind of the same stuff again and again. And yeah, again. We yeah, get yeah. the child's voice early and we just sort of get that for the whole right, thing. And then, right. oh, light's blowing up. Cool, cool. Yeah. Like, to me, like, I, I really don't know why because... There are things that I would have traditionally been like, oh, that's really spooky, mm, but mm. none of it worked. And I think it's, yeah, it just took too long. Yeah. It took way too long to get anything happening. So by the time something bad did happen, I was just like, take me underground. Right. That's, that's what I fear. <laughs> Put you in the sphincter. Yeah, throw Give me a 90-minute underground movie. Yeah. That's well, what I, I think midpoint is when they should have gone underground. I think because yes. I like the idea of them staying at the church. I think that's actually fucking tops. Yeah. I think obviously hint at this creepy doorway a few times. I liked I even the the dick priest going into it like hearing something and then bleeding from the ear. I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of yeah. interesting. Like yep. the sound of this thing is sort of fucked with him." But then yeah, at the midpoint, we need to be underground. And then you can start ramping up that tension where again, I think this is where you can play with we don't even have to fucking see anything. Let our imagination play the game. But by repeating the same beat, you're taking that away. Yeah. Where if we'd gone underground, it's like, "Shit, so we know something's going to happen now." And then you can really ramp up to that final 10 minutes where that final 10 minutes yeah, I'd realized it was a slow burn, and then all of a sudden it did burn hot, but it needed to actually get that nice gradual burn until this bonfire of sphincter came on our screens. The final 10 minutes needed to be an explosion, and for me it wasn't at all. Like When they went underground, I was like, oh, here we go. Mm. It's going to happen. Mm. But nothing, like, and, uh, with the exception of the sphincter at the very end, yeah. nothing actually happened underground. Like We've seen underground horror. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. This was just, they went. They're crawling through stuff. They keep seeing the guy. They call out to him. They keep seeing him again. They call out to him. Mm. It's just kind of like there was nothing going on even when they were in the scariest location of the actual film. Mm. I keep trying to find the um, the budget. And I'll tell you what, this is a case that has stumped the I'm. Oh no, detective can't solve this case. I think that's the thing is that I think it happens a bit when we watch horror is sometimes we get a little bit and and I'm guilty of it. I think Mm. we're all guilty of it. And I think anyone who who isn't guilty of it occasionally is a lie is you do get caught on the budget every now and again and you do sort of have to step back and go, no, as you pointed out, Damo, Mm. Blair Witch was made for more than you think. Yeah. Yeah. But in saying that, not not a lot. No, not not, not a lot. Yeah. Definitely not a lot. But I think this movie would have been made for even less. Oh yeah. Um and a lot of that budget would have gone to the cave stuff, I assume. Right, mm. right. So I guess it's one of those things where it's like 
in theory, you, yes, I agree, I agree from a story perspective. Mm. Getting in those caves, being down there for a couple of days, yeah. really fray the nerves of yeah, the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really the, ca- the caves were an actual location. Right. Yeah, the caves were an actual so, like, location. That's great. Yeah. And like you're saying a couple of days, like have them go down and can't find their way out. Amelia, you don't even need to add supernatural stuff yet. That's just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, it was back this way. I know it was back this way. And especially for then later you can go like, oh, because they've been walking around the fucking yeah. large intestine of this monster for the last week. Of course they couldn't find their way out. Yeah. Test the bonds of their friendship underground. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I will say that it may be a case that budget reasons, you, they just couldn't. They couldn't get in that cave yeah. for more than what they had. And I think yeah. for what they've got, I was I was happy with, with what I... I was happy with the, what, with the sphincter I received. Yeah. Would I have wanted more sphincter? Maybe. Yeah, look, yeah. of course. Of course, we all want some more sphincter in our movies. I tell you, something else in this film that really sort of put me off was that I just think it was needlessly cruel mm. in the one scene in particular with the uh, with the lamb that's on fire. Yeah, right. Because to me, that felt like a cheap scare when they didn't really make too much of an effort to build up any scary or spooky things happening at the house they're staying mm. at. I think they had one moment where you see those like the young kids outside the window or something right. and you go, oh, they're going to fuck around with them. And then we have that horrible, horrible sound of it on fire, basically Awful. screaming. yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, It's horrendous. Yeah. And then he runs out and puts it out and slits his throat and it's a, dis- it's a disturbing scene. Yeah. It's just yuck. But it's for me, I thought it was ultimately pointless yeah, I agree. and just needlessly cruel to an animal. Yes, yeah. And it didn't really serve any purpose. And then later Deacon just punches a kid in the face and it's kind of like, all right, but like, I don't know, just get underground more. Go to the church. Yeah, yeah. Deal with that actual aspect of it. I didn't need to see an animal set on right. fire and screaming. I just thought it was needlessly cruel and I didn't like it. I think it was like, if that was an element of the story where the locals are a bit fucked up because they're living over this thing, which maybe it was meant to be. Yeah. But if it's like, okay, well then that needs to either be a bigger part of the movie or not part of the movie at all and we get more caves. Where, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I thought it was effective in the sense that the, the sound of it screaming was one of the worst things other than Swinkter. But the idea that, okay, the locals are just fucking insane and they're just like yep. lighting a fucking sheep on fire for no real reason other than to spook out some some outsiders. Like that seems crazy to me. Yeah, even like for a while before you had the scene where he punches the kid in the face because they were making mm. the lamb noises. Can I ask, did you love that scene? Because Deacon can throw a punch. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, that was good. It was good to see it yeah. happen. But for me, yeah. I, a part of me was like, because of the nature of this film, well, maybe it's not the kids that did it. it maybe it's like a supernatural mm. thing that's trying to mess with them. But then, oh, no, it's just like horrible fucking kids yeah, who deserve yeah, yeah. to get punched in the face. Well, I got that the town was a bit fucked because of the thing underneath it. Because no one goes to the guy's right. church. There's not been a church Yeah, but that's just ever. church, man, I think. Mm. Like, the church is like behind a fence through an unmowed fucking paddock. Like, it's hard to get to. That's why later when they're at the pub and those locals are kind of like, oh, my, my mum knows, oh, it's like someone knows that priest's mum or something. Like, mm. they're angry about the priest dying. And it's like, none of you would none even you know that fucking shit. priest. Yeah, yeah. He's not from there too. Isn't it implied or something? Don't they say the priest, he moved there? Right. Like, he's an outsider as well. These people shouldn't be, I mean, you should be upset that someone dies. But I don't know, I just didn't, nothing really stuck for me in this film. And I hate to be so negative about it. Positives. All right. I think I already said what I was positive about. I like the two main characters. I like Deacon and Gray. I like the Bond and yeah. the fact that it is a slow burn movie. They get time to sort of, yeah. you know, yeah. bond and share a few life stories. And Gray eventually sort of wears Deacon down. Mm-hmm. And, and they do have an arc as well where he you know, finds out that Deacon's you know, lied yeah. to him in essence. And that's a bit of a betrayal. I thought we were friends. Yeah. And it's actually quite sad. Gray is just like a really just a terrified man at the end yeah and i actually feel bad for him that deacon continues to go down right. and down and down and gray's just like 
he's just so scared he can't do anything but follow. Because yeah. if I don't follow, I'm definitely going to die. And he definitely behind. dies yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's really quite sad. It's, it's even that bit when Deacon starts scrambling after what he thinks is 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 Calvino and, and Grey kind of gets stuck in that little bit. And Deacon has to come back and coax him through it. And I'm like, why are you dragging this man in here? Yeah, let him go back. Yeah, you should be like, hey, mate, you, you find your way back. Yeah. Like you yeah. set that little transmitter thing. You can... Go back, I'll bring him back, it's all good. Because, yeah, it, it actually seemed out of character for Deacon yeah, because yeah. he seemed to be, like, someone who was, like, looking out for people and had that. So, it, it Interesting. He, he does, but also, this is where the sheep fire is... Could you could argue is is a is a decent plot point mm. in that he rushes into a thing on fire, puts it out, mm. doesn't sort of stop to think, just kind of does. Right, right. And it's the same mistake he makes in Belham. It's the same mistake it seems that he makes everywhere is that he just kind of does stuff. Yeah. And even though he is trying to think and help people, he's just like, no, no, you come with me because we've got to do this. Like, we're just going to yeah, keep yeah. going. Just keep yeah. going. Because if I keep going, maybe it'll give me something worth believing in. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, he ends up in a stomach and dies. No, I, I do agree with you. I don't think the lamb scene is entirely pointless. It is. Yeah. It does serve his character, but I just think it's uh, needlessly cruel. And uh, it's mean. Done it in it's a mean as fuck. Of different ways. Yeah, they didn't yeah, have yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me ask two questions real quick. One, where are we scared? Let's get on the books. Where are we scared? No, I wasn't. No. Yeah. Yes. For me, as yes, just for the sphincter scene alone, I thought it was very well done. All right. <laughs> Did they act wisely or foolishly? I think what you're talking about with Deacon sort of acting before he thinks, I, I, I think that does fall into foolish category. Like, I think it's, it's such an interesting one because it's like arguably a positive personality trait in the sense of what a good guy. He's going out to help because he can't help it. That's just who he is. Yeah. But I, He's a dummy. But I like those positive personality traits that in the wrong like this is what horror does so well where it's like it can fuck with you where you're like oh the doing the right thing can be the worst thing in this situation yeah and i always think oh that's kind of that's a good trick because he's he's a good boy (laughs) he's doing the right thing but you're fucked with this and then i think for the rest of them like father calvino uh not father calvino the other father um mark mark yeah yeah which i i learned his surname is actually irish for fool he doesn't believe because he is a fool yeah like he literally is the one who's experienced the most in the sense that he partially went underground, got the blood ear, all this sort of thing. And yet he is somehow still 100% not nothing for us to do. And he's also just a dick. So maybe that's playing into as well. But yeah. Well, yeah. And he also is really bad at talking Krellick off the roof. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, for sure, man. So, yeah. Like even even if you if you don't believe that something's fucked happening, you've got a guy who's unstable. Yeah. He fails woefully yeah. at talking that guy down. Could is there a way to read that scene as if he's happy for that outcome? Oh, I think so. Then 100% it's, ah, it's crazy over. priest. Right. Pack it up. We're going home. I think so, yeah. So that makes him an even bigger asshole. Yeah, he's yeah, a huge prick. Yeah. Yeah. Massive yeah, yeah. prick. When he when he arrives too and he's just a cunt to grey. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 For no real yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cuz He's just the lowly sound techie. Right, you know? right. I work for the Vatican. It's like, <laughs> shut up, mate. All right, dickhead. I think everyone acts as wise as they can, except for Deacon, who makes some terrible choices late in the film, but by then, they all make sense. But also, I will say, the dumbest thing in the world is Horror 101. If someone is always just walking around a corner and you're calling out to them, mm. don't follow, because yeah. it's not them. <laughs> no. Come on. Come on, dude. Calvino it looks like exploded them, to death. Like, it's, it's not. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. If I am ever in a house and I am following you, Sean, and you're in like a, a Boston beanie or a Brisbane jumper, it's always <laughs> just 
just going around a just corner. Out of reach. I'm st- I'm not following you, and I'm going home. Tom, if we ever go anywhere together and you walk into the building first, I can't follow. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's too risky. <laughs> well, you brought us can't be done. You brought us nicely to how would we do in this situation? <laughs> Can I add? Well, sorry, one more thing on Deacon. He. Uh, by this point, the the events of the film have unraveled him, and he's drunk as well. Yeah, don't go there at night by yourself. Right, so dumb. Oh, also, yeah, every little flashlight they have, it's so small. Get a more powerful flashlight. <laughs> yeah, I did think of that, but you're right. Budget it's cuts, so man. Small. They went all in on the mics. <laughs> yeah, the mics are first class. They mentioned the brand and the the make and the model of the camera a lot. Right, but it's like mm, sponsorship. Get a torch sponsorship, please. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, talk to the guys at Dolphin <laughs> or EverReady. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Fuck. Um, how would we act? Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I like. Um, let me ask you this, Sean. Would you enter the sphincter? Oh, yeah. Would I enter it? Would, like, yeah, obviously you're not. A bra- you're a brave boy. Not knowingly. You don't think there's anything happening. But would you go um, underground? Because for this situation, this well, one didn't fuck you up. So you would go underground, right? Yeah. But as I said, I am claustrophobic. So I just, like, naturally, I'd be like, why would I do that? I don't want to do that. I think I'm, I'm probably the one who's like, we don't have to go back. Case closed. <laughs> Guy jumped, a crazy priest. He did some weird shit. He had a subwoofer under the altar and it moved a few things. And um, I pushed the priest off the off the roof. Oh, mate, you're the dick. <laughs> Just to get home. <laughs> I don't want to go underground. The movie didn't scare me, but underground does. <laughs> I don't think we end up in the sphincter, but I, I don't know if it goes well for us because mm. I think we believe it. Because we believe it, we're a bit yep. more we're a bit more be- believing than these guys, right? No, we're not church boys, though. Yeah, but but I think we believe in like if if something spooky was happening, we would immediately be like, okay, I've seen enough horror films now; it's happening. Yeah, yeah. We would we would be on board. The only issue is is even if we don't go down into the sphincter, I think the sphincter somehow still gets us because the church door locks and we can't leave, and there's probably something else there. And yeah, right. I think we end up sphinctered, but it's just how. Yeah. <laughs> Right, we might not willingly enter, crawl our way into the sphincter against that better judgment. Fuck no, fuck no. This is what I like about the idea behind this thing, and I think again, another movie might be able to do it to to full effect. Is like the idea of a genuine, like a monster being so big and underground that we could crawl inside of it and not even realize, like. There's a lot to play with there. So, yeah, you don't have to just crawl into one sphincter. There might be... Who knows how many sphincters this fucking monster has? It might have sphincters up the wazoo. So, if that's the case... It might be just sphincters. It might be all sphincters. We could walk through a doorway and then all of a sudden we're inside a sphincter. We don't know. So, I think in this situation, yeah, we're going to get sphinctered by the end of the day. You know what? Just on that, the size of it and everything, this is like... uh, It's an enormous idea, but they have the budget of what should have just been a short film. Because uh, yeah. it's the last little 10 minutes of it that is like, that's great. That's yeah, what we want. Yeah. But you didn't have the, I guess, the resources to really expand on that. Yeah. Like That is quite interesting when you think there is an enormous mm. something underneath yeah. this church. Like That's cool, but like, yeah, we get to it too late. Would we go in? No. Do we have to? Is it well? Is it because is it because this film takes so long to get to what it needs to get to? Is yeah. the kicking of the stones actually going underground, which is eight minutes before the end of the? I movie? think it right. is. I, yeah. Well, look again. I think that just shows the inciting the big, incident. I think that shows a flaw for this movie is that arguably is the inciting of what is truly the inciting incident because like yeah. being at the church, not that actual dangerous. Going under the church, very very dangerous. Yeah. So yeah, I think once we I think once we go down, even if we don't, we go. Oh no, this is fucked. I don't think we can yeah. go back up. It's a one way ticket. Yeah. You're in. Like I think it's a bit of it's it's Blair Witch Woods scenario. Yeah. We can try but as hard as we like. We're the, not getting the out of it. The sphincter is essentially like a bullet with your name on it. It's coming mm. for you at some point. Yeah. You right. can't avoid the sphincter. You cannot. You yeah. can't avoid the sphincter. Yeah. It's all around you. 
<laughs> it's starting to feel like a, a song about love because you know love is all around. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean, and I've been Tom. And if you scary listeners would like to send us an email, please do. You can say hi to us. You can email them to three scaredboys at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at midday pajamas. I'm at brave boy. Oh, <laughs> this can't. Can I say, Sean? Sean, I'm so if you're a brave what's boy. Next, I've got, I've got, I've got some movies for you to watch, champ. Oh, fuck. I've got, a, I've got a certain film director who was banned, but maybe he's not banned anymore. Who's that, Tom? Maybe Ari Aster is getting a run this year. Let's see. Oh. Not familiar with uh, the films of that person. <laughs> oh, that's oh, perfect. Well, then let me educate you, Sean. We'll we'll find out. I'm awkward. Trade. Stay scared, everyone. I think there's a cunt amongst us.